Hello friends, I am Kaushik Mazumdar, back with another episode of The Revolution, Untold Story of Indian Freedom Struggle. In the last episode, we discussed the Second Anglo-Maratha War, which was fought in two phases. And today, we will talk about the Third and the Last Anglo-Maratha War. On 5th November 1817, while the British Major Army was still engaged in conflict with the Pindaris, large bodies of Maratha troops began moving towards the English residency. In apprehension of what's going to happen next, Elphinstone moved out, crossing the river to reach the English camp at Dapodi. The Maratha troops burned the English residency. From here, the English moved into the curve of the river Khatki. Maratha army moved towards the Ganesh Khind and about 15,000 horsemen faced a disciplined British army, the subsidiary force that was paid for by the Peshwa. Soon, Bapu Gokhale joined the battle and went on the offensive. Gokhale made the first attack in a solid column. Another attack was made by more troops. In the first British salvo, Moropant Dikshit, the Peshwas Karbari was killed by a musket ball, just before the Maratha van reached the English line. A small depression in the ground, unseen until then, caused the first line of horsemen to fall and fury of the attack was checked. Soon the English infantry had the upper hand and by sunset, the Marathas moved off from the battlefield having lost for more men than the English. The Peshwa, watching the battle from the Parvati hill, was aghast at the loss and castigated his generals. The matter came to a slow boil in the next 12 days. Peshwa attempted to dissimulate with the English through intermediaries. However, the English remained on guard and did not accept any overtures for peace. As per the peace treaty concluded following Second Anglo-Maratha War, Pune, an open city, could not be defended. The Peshwa and his army therefore moved south with the eventual aim of a union with forces of the Sindhya, Holkar and Vonsle, somewhere on the Godavari and taking on the English. On the orders of the Elphinstone, on 13th November, General Smith, with his troops, arrived in Irwada near Pune. They crossed the river on 15th November and took up positions at Ghorpadi. The next morning, they were engaged in a battle against Maratha detachment led by generals such as Purandare, Raste and Bapu Gokhale. While the Maratha army was ready to advance on the British forces, they were demoralized with the news that Peshwa and his brother had fled to Purandar. A force of 5,000 additional Marathas under the leadership of Venturkar was located at the confluence of two rivers, the Mula and the Mutha. But they remained idle, 
Bapu Gokhale had to retreat to guard the Peshwa in flight. The next morning, General Smith advanced towards the city of Pune and found that the Peshwa had fled towards the city of Satara. Pune surrendered. The British forces entered Shanivar Wada and the Union flag was hoisted by Balaji Pant Nathu. Baji Rao knew the British company was pursuing the Chhatrapati to destroy the unity he was trying to establish again. Accordingly, he ordered Naropant to leave the Vasota to request the Chhatrapati, his mother, the brothers to join him en route to Satara so that they could escape praying English. Also, he suggested Bapu Gokhale apply the tried and tested method of harassing the English armies by cutting enemy supply lines. And Brigadier General Smith, who followed the Peshwa, was thus exposed to Bapu Gokhale's attacks with a tired army. Chhatrapati and his family joined Peshwa and since the Maratha king and Peshwa were together in the camp. Tragically, while the Peshwa and Bhonsle of Nagpur began their battles with the English, Malhar Rao Holkar II sustained a defeat in Malwa. On 21st December, British forces led through Malcolm and Hislop defeated Holkar's army at Mahitpur in the only major engagement of the war. On 26 November, Raja of Berar Madhoji Bhonsle, also known as Appa Sahib, attacked the residency at Nagpur, which British resident Richard Jenkins successfully fought off. Eventually, at the arrival of the Brigadier Commander John Dovetons relieving force, Appa Sahib surrendered to Jenkins after the Battle of Satibaldi. Eventually, Baji Rao had to return towards Pune. Elphinstone's goal was to get hold of him in person and put him in prison. Few miles away from Pune on 27 December 1817, the Peshwa was at Brahmanwada near Nasik. Here, Bapu Gokhale's son, Govind Rao, died of a fever and his young wife, against the wishes of the Peshwa and his ministers, decided to commit Sati. The event cast a shadow on the Maratha camp and decidedly affected Bapu Gokhale. Trimbakji Dengle joined the Peshwa here with tribals comprising Vils, Ramoshes, Arabs and some more men. At the fort of Chakan, the Peshwa took a few English prisoners. At Chakan, the Peshwa received intelligence about the troops heading from Shrirud to Pune for the defense of that city and General Smith on his trail after him. The Peshwa, instead of going to Pune, changed his course and headed for Fulshahur, a new city he had built on the river Bhima. On 1st January 1818, Captain Stoughton arrived at the banks of the river Bhima with 500 infantry, two six-pounder guns and 200 irregular horsemen. Only 24 of the infantry from the Madras artillery were of European origin amongst them. The rest of the infantry was composed of Indians. 
the village of Koregaon was on the north bank of the river was a fortified enclosure which was and occupied by the Marathas. <clears throat> the British were cut off from the river, their only source of water. The fierce battle of Koregaon ensued that lasted the entire day. Bajirao's commander Trimbokji avenged the death of Govindrao Gokhale, the only son of Bapu Gokhale, by killing Lieutenant Krishom thereby. The Peshwa watched the battle from atop a nearby hill about two miles away. The Marathas evacuated the village and retreated during the night. When the British found the village evacuated in the morning, Staunton took his battered troops and pretended to march on to Pune but actually went to Shridu. After the battle, the British forces under General Pritzler pursued the Peshwa, who once again fled to southwards with the Raja of Satara. On not receiving support from the Raja of Mysore, Baji Rao had to head towards Solapur. Bapu Gokhale and his light troops carried off the responsibility of protecting Peshwa till he died at the Battle of Asti on 20th February. In the meantime, on 7th February, General Smith entered Satara and symbolically raised the British flag after capturing the royal palace of the Marathas. The entire British strategy now devolved in capturing the Peshwa, which would end the war. Elphinstone declared that the British would release Chhatrapati who had been with the Peshwa's army from December 1817 and restored to his former glory. The Chhatrapati was present at Koregaon. This was a diplomatic masterstroke as deserting to the British would no longer be tainted by the crime of treason. One by one, the English tried to assure all the stakeholders that their interest would be safeguarded if they deserted Bajirao Raghunath Peshwa. To gain the support of the population, the British declared that they would not interfere with the tenets of any religion. They announced that all Vatans, Unams, pensions and annual allowances would be continued provided that the recipients withdrew from the service of Bajirao. During this time, Bajirao remained in the vicinity of Solapur. After Bapu Gokhale died, while defending the Peshwa from the British, the Raja of Satara was also captured along with his brother and mother. The Chhatrapati did not or could not follow the Peshwa in hurried flight from Asti and was soon in British hands. General Smith wrote in his letter of 21st February, I have infinite satisfaction in reporting that the Satara Raja, his brother and mother were in these circumstances rescued and brought safely into camp to their great satisfaction and joy. Soon after, Pratap Singh was set up as Chhatrapati at Satara on 10th April 1818. Immediately after, he issued a Jahir Nama stating that the company's enemies were now his enemies and ended the Peshwa's legal position as head of the Maratha Confederacy. However, Bajirao II challenged the Jahirnama Nama 
of removing him from his position as Peshwa by issuing another Jahinnama, removing Mount Stuart Elphinstone as British resident to his state. The death of Gokhale and the skirmishes at Asti hastened the end of the war. Soon after this, Bajirao was deserted by the Patwarthans. Sindhya was Peshwa's last hope, who had already been eliminated by the British through diplomacy. Soon after, Appa Sahib was then imprisoned by the British and dispatched north to Allahabad. However, Bajirao himself rode off north towards Sindhya's territory. One by one, his brother Chimaji, Nipanikar, Subedar and Naropan Tapte surrendered to the British. He was left only with Trimbakji, Venturkar and Abba Purandare. By the end of May, Bajirao opened communication with his friend John Malcolm. On 2nd June 1818, the two met at Khairi, where Malcolm assured him a pension of 8 lakh a year, but in return he would have to give up his claim as a Peshwa and leave for the north, for a place approved by the British. On 4th June, Bajirao accepted Malcolm's terms and surrendered. With this ended the Third Anglo-Maratha War. The Third Anglo-Maratha War left the British in manage of practically all of present-day India, south of Saltej River. Soon after, Bajirao was sent to the town of Bithur, near Kanpur. There he lived till 1851 in his household and nurtured his adopted son Nana Shaheb, Lakshmibai, Tatiya Topi and Rao Shaheb, the nucleus of those who fought the war of 1857 the Great Mutiny. Want to learn more about the untold story of Indian freedom struggle? Keep listening. We got a page from episode notes and resources. Visit us at http colon forward slash forward slash www.ksproductionsusa.com Subscribe to the Revolution Untold Story of Indian Freedom Struggle at Apple, Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify or wherever you get your audio. Be sure to leave us a review, give us 5 stars and please talk about us to your friends and family. We want to hear directly from you too, so send us an email. Our email address is therevolution at ksproductionsusa.com the Revolution Untold Story of Indian Freedom Struggle is produced by KS Productions, INC, in collaboration with Pastel Entertainment. Our executive producers are Kaushik Mazumdar and Shushmita Mazumdar from KS Productions, INC, and Shaoli Mazumdar from Pastel Entertainment. Our researcher is Dipanjan Maithi, content developed by Dipanjan Maithi and Kaushik Mazumdar. Original music composed and designed by Shottajit Shin. Also use compositions by Kazi Nasrul Islam. We will come back in two weeks with another episode. Next, we will tell you the story of a lesser known Raja, a Nabab, and the story of a mutiny, which happened almost 50 years before the first war of independence in 1857. Till then, 
Stay safe. Stay healthy.